Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hi. We're back for more Ruby, uh, this time uh, episode four of volume six. So that's how it is. Um, which might be one of the most baffling titles, I think, of the, of the Yeah. Show. I really have no idea <laughs> why it's called this. They didn't even say it. Yeah, right? They didn't say it? I'm not, I'm not crazy? They didn't, they didn't say no. this? No. <laughs> okay. There's a song lyric? Probably, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're, we're talking, uh, this, we talk Ruby every week here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Overly Animated Ruby on iTunes to subscribe there, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated to not miss any of our future Ruby podcasts. Uh, we had a great discussion last week about one of the most notable episodes the show has done, definitely make sure you check out our podcast on episode three uh volume six especially to see a time when we're very positive about the show so uh, you think you know that we're capable of that um but let's see what we think of so that's how it is um make sure spoilers of course for this and all previous episodes of ruby uh Haley, what did you think of this episode i think it was really solid like we didn't it wasn't as dramatic or pivotal as the last episode was um and it definitely felt like like a setup episode, you know, like it's leading to other things later on. But I found the pacing was really good. Like it was moving along pretty well. Um, we got a great scene with Salem and her character is just so much better now that we know what is going on with her. Like I was so much more intrigued with her scene, um, which is great. Uh, and we saw Emerald and Mercury and all of them, which was nice again. Yeah. And then the Ruby bits were, were great and solid. And I liked how the, uh, team was being written so yeah I was really I, I, I know this is bad but like parts of the episode I was like dang this is like a real show like I, I know <laughs> wow okay I, yeah. I think I said that last week too yeah like I know it is a real show it totally is and always has been but it really feels like they've got a good groove happening and that it feels just so well done um even during episodes like these that are not like this isn't going to be the best episode of the season but it's it's well done and well paced and drawn and everything else so nice okay so Haley Haley thinks the ball's still rolling on a volume six here yeah I'm okay uh, did I call it volume four before I hope I call it volume six or is it just episode four so I'm getting confused there are some volume four comparisons to be had later in the podcast so don't don't worry about that (laughs) okay um Andy what did you think of that so that's how it is did I make a wish on a monkey paw at some point here because that's what it feels like sun's gone from the show I haha yeah um because yeah, I waited two years for this, Dylan, and I hate it. I hate every second. Of it. <laughs> well, what are you referring to? Because not yeah, everyone might know. Be more specific. <laughs> we got Tyrion's tail, Dylan, and it was nothing. Nothing happened. It's so. Why did we wait two years for this? For him just to show up. You this- waited two years for this. No one else. Did. No, we all waited for this. <laughs> this. I was waiting two years, and his tail was supposed to be cool. Like Cinder got a grim arm. Why couldn't? Why couldn't Tyrion get a grim tail? He just had a little like metal cap on the end of it. It's so stupid. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to fill us in, Andy, on the differences between the old and the new tale. Because I did not go back and check because I knew you would. You would let yeah. us know in excruciating <laughs> the detail. Dylan, there's um, no differences. There's none. He just put a metal cap. And that, that's a difference. That's it, though. That's all he did. It's all he. Rec- it's like they they made it seem like he's gonna get. He's gonna get like a special tail. He's like he recuperating, but no, he did didn't. Put, they, like, though, like I feel like there wasn't that many hints towards. This is the big moment. 
Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Did, Andy, do you have thoughts on other parts of the episode? Yeah. Or just the tale? It was a boring setup episode. I mean, stuff happened. It was fine. It was like, this episode is going to be completely forgettable when we watch, like when we think about the season as a whole, but it was yeah. important for setting up stuff, I guess. But I mean, nothing really happened. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we're going to get back to the tale soon. Um, but uh, I know that's what everyone's listening for is the Tyrion's tale <laughs> discussion. Um, yeah. It, this is, this is an episode that's the consequence of how they like write the show and approach the show, which is that, uh, they don't, I don't, I don't like the, the rooster teeth airs this weekly, but I don't think they write it weekly. I think they just write it like, um, more towards the goal of, uh, a season long thing, like the Netflix style, watch the season as a whole. So then you end up with episodes like this, which sh- should probably be combined with another episode. Um, so that, that's like the most frustrating thing I think with, uh, with this episode is just that it, it should be part of a larger thing. Like the, the, the end of this episode is nothing. Like what, why did we have to end at that moment? It was uh, arbitrary. That being said, I think this was good. Um, I, this is like the worst of the four so far this season, but I still think it was yeah. good. Like, I think that, um, this is a good sign that when you have like this quiet, nothing episode, it still is pretty solid. There are moments in this episode that I really loved. Um, and I'm going to get into those, but, uh, it's, this is, th- this maybe is even a better sign than, the first two episodes, which were like, okay, they can be solid. And obviously last week, which I thought was the best episode of Ruby ever. Um, and this is a little bit of a letdown coming off of that, but it shows that, uh, they're capable of, um, like high quality, even with quieter moments with the, uh, of the show with less, less important things. Like obviously, there's obviously this huge creation myth that fills us in and all the details that we want, ever wanted to know about Ruby's mythology is going to be great. But this episode is also pretty good. And there's nothing in particular here, uh, that we're looking, looking for. Um, I also think this, episode's placement um is is very well thought out i really agree with Haley that uh salem feels more meaningful now that we know what's up with her and um it's it's really good it's a really good move by by the by everyone involved to put this episode after uh the creation myth like hold off on salem's reaction to the events of last season because now i actually care about salem now that i know what's up with her and uh, i think this is the best salem episode of the show outside of last week um, like this I is the, like, yeah, like this is the best she's been in her nonsense hideout interacting with the same people over and over. Like she's the most menacing, the most interesting, the most, uh, like engaging motivation wise. And that's just all because of how it's, it's placed in the season. So I have, I have a lot to, uh, I have a lot positive to say about this episode, honestly. And I don't really have a rant either <laughs> this week. Uh, the rant was, is just, I guess what I said before about why do they write the show this way? They shouldn't air it weekly if it's not written weekly and it comes across yeah. like it's not uh, a weekly written show. Like this episode should be part of, uh, a larger a larger episode so that, that, that's frustrating but um I, I really like what we got within the short time frame here um so you know what honestly we can start with the tale because <laughs> it's the most contentious thing there's not really that much here i mean i want to talk about Oz, osbin everyone's reaction to osbin and i want to talk about salem but if you've been listening to this podcast the past two years you'll know that in volume four um, and do you, do you want to give the setup on the, t- the tale here so the, Tell this, us the tale. this tale gets cut off and then what happens so what happens is Ruby cuts off Tyrion's tail in season four, the most boring season. And this is the most exciting part of the, the show at the time because we have a villain. It's cool. Uh, Tyrion's horrible. That's just who he is. But his tail gets cut off and he gets whisked away to places unknown, somewhere where Salem is. And we get told, hey, he's coming back at some point. He needs to recuperate. Does, does so- Dr. Watts say, like, I'm going to build him a new tail? Does that he happen? Says- he, no. He, he, no, no, no. He implies it. He implies, yeah. like, hey, I'm going to help him or something. Yeah. I'm going to, like, heal him up. I remember, and, I remember, like, the implication that Watts will make him a robot tail or yeah, something. Maybe yeah. that's just what we read from it. It was, Watts was in the scene. That's what the implication was. Watts was in the scene where we told, we were told Tyrion was getting 
better. He was recuperating. And so me being genre savvy and knowing that Cinder has a prosthetic and that there are robots in the show go, hey, Tyrion's going to get a robot tail. Tyrion's going to get something <laughs> cool. But no, we come in. It's been two. It's been two years and we come in and Tyrion has, just has a little metal cap on the end of his tail and it's like what was I waiting for what was the point of all this investment I get nothing I get nothing for waiting two years at all it's I, I'm just so upset with this they could have done so much better they could have done so much better Dylan isn't there any part of you Andy that is happy that we got resolution on the tail aren't you I happy mean, for Tyrion that he seems stable in quotes and has a tail and it, it's kind of cool it's not cool though it's just like a <laughs> Like, Maybe there's like, more to the tail. Okay, if there's more to the tail, awesome. I don't think there is. I think, think the metal cap like injects uh, some sort of agents into people, like uh, like it, it turns them into okay. something. If the if the metal cap does stuff but doesn't look cool, <laughs> what's the point? What's the point, Dylan? It should have looked classy. Cool. It's sleek. I didn't what? come for to Ruby for classy, Haley. <laughs> So we, we've, been, we, we've been waiting for Tyrion to come back, and yeah. uh, we, this was a cliffhanger, like, what's going to happen with this tail? It specifically got cut off at the end of Volume 4, and they yeah. commented basically that they would, he'd be getting a new tail. And then we waited all Volume 5, and then we were like, okay, the cliffhanger for the season at the end is yeah. going to be Tyrion's it, new tail. That would be a kind of a fun cliffhanger. Um, like, it was like nonsense. Like him waking it, up and his tail rising up from the yeah. shadows or something. But instead but no. we got nonsense <laughs> with birds and Tai Yang, and uh, then... He comes in the season, he's back, and we do comment on his tail. Okay, um, there's at least that, Dylan. We didn't, like, pretend it didn't happen. Like, <laughs> I was half expecting the tail to just not show up at all. Like, him to just stand there and not, like, no one comment on it. And I guess we at least showed it, so that's, like, slightly better. But I'm still really upset. I feel like it's almost more frustrating that they that uh, Emerald commented on it because it shows that they're aware that this is the first time we've like like Miles yeah. and Gary are aware is the first time we've seen him since his tail, and yet uh, it was st they still did this. Like, there's nothing yeah. uh, interesting about it. No, because no, they because here's the thing. I'm I was hyping it up to because it felt like they were hyping up. They thought this was a big reveal, and it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing at all. And okay, it's cool that we saw Emerald. I like that part of this scene. Emerald's great. But Tyrion's tail should have been a big deal just because it seems like something stupid that Miles would make a big deal. Yeah, I think it's partly our fault for turning this into a meme. Um, like, we gave it more importance than the show ever gave it. But at the same time, the show did uh, it, it did it, promise the viewer that this would uh, come into play, but, and they didn't pay it off. But but also, it was a big deal when Ruby did it. It, like, it was like a big turning point for them. They were like, oh, this is when the show gets dark, which I disagree with how they did that. That's like a whole other thing. But the thing was, they had a big, they put big importance in Ruby doing yeah, this. It was a big moment. Big it, yeah. was a, in, it was a big moment at the time. And I think it's kind of, I think it undercuts it kind of because this should have been an equally big moment, I think. Because it, it shouldn't have been like monumental. It shouldn't have been the most crazy thing ever, but it should have at least had impact. And right now this is nothing. And that's kind of just, not even from like a rant perspective, I think from like a writing perspective, it should have been like at least a reveal and not just like, hey, he's here. It, it just feels really awkward in comparison to the scene where it got cut off. Yeah. Which makes me think there's something more about yeah. it. Yeah, right? Yeah. There, there could easily be more, but again, I don't think, I don't know if it has the same weight anymore though, because we already see this. It's not as, I'm not as. Yeah, now is the time. Yeah, maybe no. it does though, because then he can like maybe next episode he confronts them at the barn, right? Like, or the like, farm, and I then guess. he's like, "Look at this fancy but tail." I, 
we didn't even need to see if he fancy now. We just need to see that it was something. Like, it could have just yeah. glowed a little bit in the back. <laughs> glowed. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. I think it should have just, like, glowed a little bit and been like, hey, this tail is a <laughs> little more. But right now, it's just a stupid metal cap he's put on the end of his cutoff stupid tail. How did he grow back? <laughs> he didn't grow back. Dylan, he cut off. Ruby, like, cut off just, like, the end with the stinger. Oh, it was just the end, really? Yeah. He only lost the That's end. stupid. Yeah, it's, yeah, Dylan, it's, <laughs> it's I thought it was the whole thing. Okay, no, I think I think this makes Volume Four even worse, honestly, because that was one of the biggest moments of Volume Four, and it doesn't even and following up, and it doesn't even register in like as a, any sort of thing in this in this season. So like that's like that was like maybe the top five biggest moment in that season, and it, we just don't care about it. So yeah. that shows how nothing that season was. Yeah, because it, it, here's the thing: Cinder is super obsessed with Ruby. Tyrion should be even more super obsessed with Ruby, but we don't even see that. Like, he, we finally have a villain here who actually has a reason to be, like, invested in stopping our main hero, but he does nothing, and it's really stupid. Because, like, I don't, I don't get why Cinder constantly is going after Team Ruby, because it seems honestly like she should have something against Jon, but saying that I don't want more Jon, but that's different. <laughs> don't, yeah, but, don't say his name. But, but Tyrion is the perfect villain here to be like, hey, here's our guy who's coming after Ruby all the time. But he just does nothing, even when he has he has the plot handed to him on a silver platter. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, this th- I think this happens with the show sometimes as they lose track of plot threads they introduce. And yeah. it's not good because this is something you could have easily just not introduced as a thing. And yet uh, you just need to not like not have that scene that implied whatever it was that implied that this would be followed up on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's just not great writing. It's, I don't know. Like it, it's, 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 it's something from volume four. We're past it now. I'm to a certain extent, I'm fine with not making just push everything I, from yeah, volume, like, four like, away. volume four didn't happen. We can just pretend now. The most frustrating part of this is that this scene is fine. It's not my problem with like the writing of the scene. It's that in context with the rest of the show, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's the worst part of this, that the scene actually works, especially the part talking about his tail. It's like, it really does feel like they're just moving on and ignoring it completely, which, I mean, I guess that's okay. Because, I mean, they've, they've cut off a lot of like, stuff that's bad. And, but I just think that this wasn't one of the things they needed to cut out, <laughs> honestly. Like, this is like the kind of thing that people who watch anime are like, excited for. Give us a stupid tale. Yeah, it could have been fun. Us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't engender trust among your fans. I think if you uh, just leave, leave things and you, you ignore things that you said you would uh, show. Yeah. Um, and I think that happens with the show, honestly. And yeah. that's why it's hard to like trust anything about a, a, any sort of uh, romance thing ever happening or any yeah. sort of uh, thing we expect plot wise to. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just we, we, it, we, it could get Tyrion's tailed too. So I think that's yeah. how we're going to refer to it now is uh, plot threads that are not followed up on by Ruby Tyrion's tailed. <laughs> Which uh, foreshadowing matters now? Like what? foreshadowing yeah, is actually foreshad- foreshad- yeah i agree foreshadowing isn't uh we can't assume that it's really going to matter which is yeah. unfortunate which is crazy yeah on the other hand um you can interpret this as them moving on from a, yeah. a mistake of a, large, a mistake of a season I, which i do think they've said before like uh, that they learned from that and they're um, improving yeah. how they're doing things now um i agree that the scene was i think the scene was good actually um it's really just in the context of the of, of everything and um Getting getting into that scene, uh, Tyrion. Yeah, the the line from Emerald is, "I will cut off more than just your tail," um, from <laughs> Emerald, which honestly is the most interesting thing Emerald's done in three years. Yep, um, yep, but- yep. yep. <laughs> but I mean, but Dylan, it's interesting because this whole this whole scene with Salem is actually kind of from Emerald's perspective, which is yeah. I'm actually mm-hmm. hoping about. I, I really like that. 
Yeah, and then the follow up with Salem, I agree. Yeah, it's it's kind of emerald centric, which is which is really cool. Um, and uh, to, I think the most interesting Terry Tyrion does is he cuts his face on Emerald's gun blade. Yeah, um, like uh, that that's like displaying his unhingedness, which is the only character trait that he has. Honestly, he and, also uh, like swapped personalities at some point during the conversation. Like his eyes like twitched and like went smaller, and he oh, you went. I think we're doing a uh, Weiss's Butler thing with him, where he. Oh, has... no, they, no, oh yeah, they, they definitely made it really obvious. Like his oh. his eyes like shaked and got smaller, and then he went from like crazy aggressive to like just crazy shy what fairy tale is he i don't dylan <laughs> we're not doing it yeah i don't i don't want i don't care about He's that but yeah i thought that was that was i think that was one of the best things they've done in terms of like displaying him being unhinged is like having him cut his face that was pretty menacing and uh yeah. um alarming um he didn't, he didn't do anything with he didn't even like touch it or lick it like he just let it keep dripping i think that if he'd yeah. like licked it i'd be like come on guys we don't need to do this <laughs> it was, it was, that was pretty cool yeah and uh yeah so he's he's taunting uh emerald about cinder uh, being gone they think they think she's dead and um also we get the implication that Tyrion wants to go after team ruby again going to atlas mm-hmm. but we don't get i guess confirmation that that will happen it just sounded more like he was just crazy like i don't know like i don't ever feel like he ever has real motivation because he's just always insane yeah. he's not really a character on it he's he's just kind of no. he's just kind of a, a, a an over-the-top archetype uh, that yeah. they're they're throwing at and it's fine if this is like i think if they make him a big part of the season that'll be a problem but in this role i think it's fine like i think it's pretty good in this episode yeah like i would be fine if he was like just like team rocket showing up like fighting sometimes like that's fine but he's just never there he's, he's just never he's, he's he's nothing right now and i don't like it yeah um it's it's what yeah he all all of all of um cinder's villains uh or hey it's, it's salem salem's a villain crew is uh they introduced them a few seasons ago. They haven't really done anything. I mean, yeah. Hazel uh, was okay last season, yeah. and then he's 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 okay here again. I think. And what can be like? I, yeah, I think she could have gotten better people. <laughs> it, is, it does bring up a good question, given that while we know she's immortal and has magic and is kind of a mm-hmm. god to these people, why is she hanging out with these numbskulls? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do, I do think she's, uh, I think she's probably lonely. <laughs> I think she needs someone there. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't know how these, I guess we need a backstory on how they came under her care. <laughs> like how her. I'm thinking that maybe she's like trapped in this castle thing somehow. Yeah. That's, maybe a, good, that's a good point. We haven't really seen her. Right. Because like, leave, like you said, she has all this power. She can leave whenever she wants and just take care of it in seconds, but she doesn't. So there's got to be a reason why. Yeah, and now now we know that now we know where she is. That she's in the God of Darkness's domain. Yeah, yeah, which makes me think maybe there's something like Osbin went after her and trapped her there, or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing that really clicks in terms of Salem and the because Salem ha- has not been a particularly good character before last week, and um, it's really just because we don't know anything about her. We just think that she's like this god, and um, she just gets mad at stuff, and like who cares. Yeah. But um, now we know her about her story. We know she, we know her motivations, and seeing her get mad at Ozpin, like the mention of Ozpin, is I think the best thing that we've ever done with Sam yeah. in the present. For um, sure, because we understand why she would hate Ozpin now. <laughs> we understand their complicated history and how much, um, how many emotions are there, like from their origin to their getting back together to like her him like opposing her. Now it's like so uh, charged their uh, their dynamics in, and there's just like it, it's beyond co- our comprehension how much history they have. Yeah. Um. So like it it really lands that scene with her shattering the windows in in the room she's in the glass. I think that's the best scene of the episode, and, and it looks um, so 
good. It looks, it looks so it awesome. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make that the screen cap. Like the, and the animation continues to be really great in the season. Um, but yeah, it's just like knowing something about her, like it so helps the character. Like what, who, <laughs> what who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? But I think this is really, it, I'm really glad that we did last week. And I think we're already seeing the, the benefits of not only was it a great story last week and the best episode of the show, but, um, it's going to improve things moving forward, especially with Salem and hopefully Ozpin. We can get to, we'll, we'll get our takes on how they handled the Ozpin reaction soon. But, um, yeah, just in general, Salem, uh, much, much more engaging now, I think. Yeah, for sure. She's just like, like you were saying, when she's on screen now, it isn't just, oh, she's the villain because we've been told she's the villain. Like, we can see that there's a lot of conflicting emotions happening, especially when they're talking about Ozpin. Um, but, yeah, just knowing that she has a motivation beyond just I am evil is so good. <laughs> and and it also, I think, added to um, her, like, menacingness in the scene, kind of, because before I haven't found her to be that, like, like I guess people are afraid of her because she's evil and has the grim, but now you know that she's, like, an immortal being, and we've actually seen that and also know kind of a bit more of a better personality in history. So it makes, it just makes everything she does so much better, really. Yeah. Which is great. It's so uh, yeah, great. It's, yeah, just knowing that she's, yeah, she's immortal. She's, um, yeah. she she was human. She, yeah. lo- she lost everything. And that, and like, that she, she, she is like a superior, or not, maybe not superior, but like the original version of people and all the people she's mm-hmm. talking with she's are a, not. She's from a different era. Of, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just adds so much more to her scenes. It's so great. I, re- I really then, think, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and then all that on top of that, I think it's really great because we understand why she's still willing to just kill people whenever because she doesn't yeah. care about death. She can't die. She hasn't. She wants to die, and she's been alive so long. Like she's just willing to hurt people and do whatever. Like it makes it so much more understandable why she's doing these really evil things. And it's kind of sad, almost. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not just oh, she's being she's hurting him because that's what she does because she's a villain. It's like she's got this kind of complex that she's been living with for millennia and it's it's not yeah. maybe not sympathetic because <laughs> she is it, doing bad things but you know where she's coming from now yeah and it, it makes it so much more powerful even when she's just like torturing hazel like i mm-hmm. understand why she's doing that like just on a snap like just snap her fingers like she'll just do whatever like that and i really like yeah. it yeah she's she's infinitely more um like empathetic to us given that uh we understand her history and yeah the fact that she's an original human an original magic user and these and everyone around her except Ozpin is from a different era um i think i think like i commented last week that was my biggest takeaway from from last episode and i think this episode is aware of that it comments on it with maria and um like that's like the thing that's hanging over i feel like everything surrounding salem now like she is an a relic of a previous iteration of humanity like that's pretty crazy it's pretty um, deep <laughs> yeah it is I I think it's I think it's really cool. I'm really I'm really excited. Um the, yeah. the, the also her voice acting that. was really good, I think. Like I feel like it's been good in the past, but I feel like this maybe it was just because her character is so much better <laughs> now. <laughs> but I just found she was more interesting to listen to, even. Yeah. Apparently voice acting's more interesting when we care what they're saying. Right? <laughs> what a <Yeah>. shock. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think Salem's always always been uh, uh Jen Taylor as Salem always been really good. Um but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, this is maybe the best, the best, uh, all around, uh, display of, of Salem in voice to, to animation, to motivations. Um, and I, yeah, kind of, uh, not, I'm not gonna zone out when she, she's on screen. <laughs> like, uh, 
which is like okay cool i mean because yeah. she was she was just uh, so powerful last week so yeah other th- other things salem does in this episode um is uh the, the the second so the one the glass shattering scene is i think incredible the other there's one other shot i just uh, loved which is um hazel hazel's like i t- i'm taking full responsibility and then we get this perspective shot from hazel of uh salem coming towards him and, oh yeah she throws the table aside and then like charges charges at them um that was fantastic like uh the storyboarding the animation everything surrounding that scene i think that was the show should do so much show should absolutely do more things like that like it has it in its wheelhouse now it's like so visually stunning uh like in, in many times the season and i just i think this is one of the best visual things the show has done like have have these interesting visual moments like this just really made her menacingness come to life and how it was displayed in the animation i think it was uh it was so fantastic mm-hmm. Um, I really liked as well her interactions with Emerald in this scene, especially because like you were saying, Emerald was kind of our like POV for the scene in a way, Um, because it definitely makes me think that Emerald is going to turn sides, probably. She didn't seem to be fully uh, into it, but it was just it was so good because it was like you could see on Emerald's face that she knows that Salem could like kill her basically at any second, but she's not. And it was really there was like some neat tension going on there. Which is yeah. interesting. At least at least we'll do something with Emerald. It seems yeah. like now. Yeah. Yeah. This episode or definitely made it like she isn't just a background character. She's doing I, things. A but little that bit. but that said, we're juggling so many plot lines. Yes. Right? It's <laughs> I think she's gonna be in Cinder's plot line. I I hope they condense that because there's yeah. just what there's like six or seven we're, we're juggling just for the season yeah well now that she knows that Cinder's alive i'm imagining maybe she'll go and try and find her and then they'll team up and do their when things. are we right now i just ignore the timelines <laughs> don't yeah, think d- about the timelines yeah D- danny k and our patron danny k in our discord talked about how cinder might be in a different timeline or cinder is in a different timeline might yeah. salem might salem also be in a different timeline from our main because this we see Me them coming line. back to to Cinder's uh, hideout from um, the end of last season, and it's four episodes in. So, did it just take them a while to get there, or is this at an earlier point? Um, yeah, well, just wait till like the Jean episode where we pick up immediately from episode one there. Oh my god! We'll four timelines. Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, we could we could also cut to them. Um, yeah, I, my I'm going to assume that the Salem stuff is in the present uh, yeah. of the present of Ruby yeah, until same. we in, uh, team Ruby until we hear otherwise. Uh, like the Cinder stuff, we specifically saw in a poster is at a different time, um, but it absolutely could be earlier. Um, and, and this is why I got so upset with timelines in like episode two, Dylan, because it just like makes everything kind of like you kind of second guess when everything's happening. and You're not sure how things fit together. And I don't yeah, like that. It's a, little, it's a little convoluted. And um, yeah, it shouldn't. I don't think it should be done unless there's a specific reason. Um, yeah. So so we'll see. Um, but th- it's not like they did it here. It's just it's just a little confusing because this is immediately mm-hmm. in, in our eyes. This is the immediate consequence of the end of last season. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not happening until four. But the reason I think that it's here is just because of what we talked about in the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's more meaning because we got the origin story already. Yeah. So I think that's oh, why it's also, basically. Yeah. I think the Salem stuff is happening in the present with the Ruby stuff. Because remember in the Cinder timeline, how the Miss Muffet character said oh, that Hazel yeah. was he Hazel had been there looking for Ruby. Right. So we could assume that that happened. Like yeah, he that's kind of confusing. There to me. and there then and went now to is back. Yeah. But it also, <laughs> but this could, this also Salem. could be, this could, Salem could have been before that too, um, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we heard yeah. that Hazel is looking for, so maybe we'll either see her send Hazel out after or learn that. I think we would have heard that that happened already. So maybe this actually makes me think it would be before that. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. 
anyway, the, yeah, the, it's the fact that we're <laughs> confused about that even after talking it out, that's not good. Uh, we also we'll don't know we'll where this, like, Lord of Darkness area is, too. Like, so. I, I think the big thing is that without the Cinder being a separate timeline, this all would just be fine. They're just writing it because in this place because it hits best right now, like you were saying, Dylan. But because we have that Cinder stuff, it makes everything just worse. Everything's I, in question now. I actually think you don't have to tell us that something's at a different time. I think it's yeah. like Game, Game of Thrones, the past few years, has done this where things take place in different timelines and they just don't say. And, yeah. that, it, and sometimes it's a little annoying when people fast travel and it's like the reason is just because it's taking place at a different time. Dragons. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, and also dragons can fast travel. We gotta but, bring dragons um, into Ruby. Yeah, well, there's still that one that we there don't is know. There is the one. There, yeah. Um, but it's, it, also we had dragons last episode. But, um, it's, yeah, it's 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 just it's just confusing. Like and yeah. uh, whatever. It's better to I think ignore it until we get more clarity. So we'll yeah. table it for now. But we can. It's an interesting uh, thought, and we can revisit it. We brought up Cinder, and um, so we learned that uh, they don't. So they don't know that Cinder. Obviously, I think is which which makes sense. But then, but then Salem says that Cinder is um, Cinder must be left to toil in her isolation until she redeems herself. So that's important on its own because Salem's willing to forgive Cinder at some point. Um, which I mean, she should because Cinder was fighting for her. Uh, you know, like and she just, needs her powers. She too, just right? failed her, or whatever. And she, we don't, we don't really know, <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> I see. Uh, maybe. Um, what, what does Salem want with the maidens? I don't know. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so, and then, and then that cues Emerald and everyone into learning that Cinder is alive. And uh, Watts is like, how, how do you, you can possibly know that? And you know what, Watts? I agree with you. How do you know that Salem? <laughs> <laughs> that what? Ball. The crystal ball grim. D- d- can you just see everywhere with those? Yeah, crystal- of course. Dylan. Of course she can. She has a connection to the maidens because they're her daughter. Yeah, there's that too. Okay, sure. <laughs> but um, the thing is, what really confused me here, I guess this is this can be my rant of the week. Why does Salem know that Cinder is alive, but does not know that Ozpin is leading them to yeah. <laughs> to uh, Atlas, yes, that is like true. that. Sh- that shocked her. Did she know that he was like alive? Because when with that reaction, I could not remember. Like yeah, she may not even know anything about Osborn's last right? hundred years, or, or I guess she knew about the like the fall of Beacon, and then after that, I don't remember what what. Yeah, I couldn't remember but... if we if we've had it confirmed that she knows that yeah. he is out there doing. It's even, it's even worse if she didn't have any updates since the end of volume I... three. But um, at the very least, like why why can you know that but not the other thing? That, that doesn't make any sense though. to me. I think okay. I out. I think what is is Salem has spoken with Cinder about who to think about when she dies. And so that because, like, let's say she told Cinder that if you die, you think of Emerald so that she's already in my court when you die, so I have the maiden still. Like, something like that, to that effect. So maybe because she didn't see the fall maiden powers transfer over to someone, she knows that Cinder's still alive. Yeah, she's got a connection to her. It's not that she actually knows, is that she's... She's, she 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 knows that she, either she or Emerald or someone else would have the powers, and since yes. they don't, yeah, um, yeah, sure. But she she's yeah. cer- she's certain though, and it could be that Cinder just thought of the person killing her in uh, like before. Like that seems like a risk always with the stupid man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe she like, just knows that the powers have been transferred. Regardless, how how, how? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How does this work? We don't. We don't know. Yeah, you're right. It we don't know just, anything. No, we, we know a little bit more. We got off the lore episode, Dylan, where we said we do everything, and now we don't yeah. know anything again. Yeah. 
Um, mm. So that that did annoy me a little bit, like uh, Cinder being so certain, like or, or Salem being so certain, which fine, but then she doesn't know something later. So like, if you're either omniscient or you're not omniscient, like uh, immortal being, like uh, whatever. Um, maybe we'll get an explanation on that. But yeah, anyway, regardless, yeah, uh, it- now Emerald knows that uh, Cinder Cinder is alive, and um, the, uh, the the oh, then Salem goes on this whole speech about the path to your desires is only found through me. Um, this is a uh, classic Miles writing. I think this, this speech that Salem gives, um, it was fine. It was in the uh, trailer too, I think. Yeah. I heard in the uh, trailer. It? So it was like not new. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't, I just don't like things where you have, um, people give the characters give speeches with very broad, uh, things like this. Um, it's, this does never connects with me in the show. I've heard, I've talked about this a million times. This is, this was like Ozpin a few episodes ago, just like talking for forever. Like what, like this, whatever, just you know, this make it, you have to make it relevant. To, to what's going on or else the audience isn't going to care and and also like not to mention that her whole plan is just to kill everybody so it's just not even true yeah. and we know it it is so it's just it's not it's, it's the least compelling thing she says because you know it's just her just yeah it seems fake like a, yeah, yeah. you just give me like a political speech and it's just yeah. okay sure I, I agree it's the least compelling i mean in like the delivery the the framing i think in theory it, it, it could be good and what she's saying in theory could be interesting yeah. but um i don't know i didn't think now is the time for or i, I think uh, maybe she line laid out exactly what she what her lieutenants want because we don't know it yet we don't know what any of these her the people no. in her crew want yeah. and maybe she, we this seemed like the best place for her to actually go like hey just like a short like sentence about what each of them want as like if hey Watts you want power or Hazel you want your sister back or something like just something like that laid out that would be great in this scene but instead she just goes you want things yep love yep that would have been good if we if we could learn about things from that but yeah um, no so no. yeah I don't know it wasn't it wasn't a big deal it's just like um, if if we're trying to elevate like we talked about for trying to yeah. elevate Ruby to that level that some of the other shows we cover on then these are the types of things I think that need to improve a little bit um, we learn uh, the sword. Um, is under Vacuo, um, Vacuo's mm-hmm. Academy Shade. So she's about to tell them to go there for it, but then gets interrupted by learning about Ozpin. So that seems like a next season hook or something that uh, Vacuo is the next place we're going to go. That's where Sun is going. Um, so that's mm-hmm. very exciting that we can Sun's get Sun back, back into the show. Maybe it's not two or three seasons before Sun comes back. Maybe it's next season. Fortunately, that means Neptune's also coming back. Oh, uh, maybe he'll be dead by the time we see him. <laughs> Something dramatic happened on the way. Then a a dramatic flashback with Sun retelling the tale of how Neptune did. That would actually be fantastic. That'd be good. Yeah, let's do that. And it's like done it like puppets, Sun telling the story, not the djinn or whatever. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good if it was like, uh, yeah, some some stylized version. Um, Who I don't even remember the two other Sun's, two other teammates. Uh, I know we've seen them before, but I don't remember them. I can go back and look. But uh, I I remember what one of them looks like, but I forget what his name is. Oh, yeah. Definitely we don't know the names. I mean, come on. why would we that? Yeah. 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 So anyway, we're excited, excited to see uh, all of that again. But yeah, I, I actually, I actually like that learning the vacuum that we're going to vacuum. Like it's kind of like outlining the general yeah. time because we very rarely know what's happening next with the show. So now we kind of have some idea but, of of what at least one character wants to do next. Are we getting to vacuum next season or the next three season arc? Yeah, well, okay, we'll see. I mean, uh, <laughs> this this is the end of a three season arc. We don't need to get into that again. Anyway, Hazel says uh, Ozpin uh, is leading them with the Lamped Atlas, uh, Team Ruby, and Salem uh, gets very upset over that as talked about, and she breaks everything. So um, it's a little un- hard to understand why Salem doesn't know that, I guess, but I, her reaction at the least has a lot of power to it. 
um, yeah, yeah. As, as discussed. Yeah. Okay. Well so overall, done. yeah, flawed overall, well um, flawed, yeah, overall, all the, the Ruby, um, <laughs> in a nutshell, but <laughs> yeah, so the, the Salem stuff, uh, pretty, pretty good. I think, um, definitely. Uh, yeah. And I think this, the fact that it's pretty good, I think makes it the best Salem, uh, other than last episode stuff that we've seen. Cause usually we're not crazy about it. Um, yes. Okay. Let's go back to Ozpin now in the beginning of the episode and everyone's reaction to Ozpin here. Um, so this is what we wanted here. We, at the end of last episode, we learn that, uh, that, uh, we can, Ozpin learns that we, that he, he cannot kill, uh, Salem. And so we, the, all the characters see that happening. And, um, we, Ozpin says, there's no plan to defeat Salem. <laughs> he has no plan. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. Yep. And in reaction, Crow punches him. Yep. Woo! What was your reaction, uh, Haley, when, when Crow punched that aspect? <laughs> um, I was very happy about it because I was worried they were going to make Crow, like, defend him and, and stuff. But, no, I was so happy that Crow saw the air in following Oz and uh, punched him, which is great. I also, just before that, I found it really, like, emotional when we cut back and he was crying after all that. Um, at like the start of that scene, because I think it really kind of endeared Osmond to me, kind of, um, and made him more sympathetic. Especially like with Salem, we know that this isn't just two ancient gods warring over the fate of the universe. This is like two people who loved each other and had children together. Um, so it was it was more emotional, and I I really liked that. So I still he's I still don't love him because he's like whatever, but. That made me like his character a lot more, and then him getting punched was just perfect as well. So yes, um, I, I, I've I've seen this from yeah, well, yeah, you know, um, I, I've seen I've seen this reaction from some people online. There's a disconnect between how uh, maybe some of us view Aspen after last episode and how Team Ruby now views him, which is that uh, Team Ruby's very upset at him for hiding uh, this this all this information from him, from hiding the fact that uh, there's no plan and that they're basically just running around in circles. And yet, from our perspective, I think Ospin might be more sympathetic at this point because now we understand where he's coming from. We understand that he's been doing, trying to do good for his entire, like, millions of years of life. Like, he's 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 we we thought he might be a bad guy now he's a good guy and it's a little bit jarring i think to see everyone so mad at him at the the beginning of this episode we talked about this from the episode too like um they're so mad at osbin and yet here uh here's this positive generally positive tale about osbin and yet we understand that he did you know he's uh, what he's doing at the end connects badly to what he's doing in the present but uh just from our view our viewing perspective it's right next to each other so maybe this further shows that three doesn't fit in well like uh with episode three with these two and four like because uh andy did you have that reaction at all like yes. why is everyone so mad at him yes definitely and i think i've been the biggest proponent of that like i was talking about that last episode even when i was talking about how i liked episode three i didn't like how it led into up led into this and four just carries that over i do like that crow punches Ozpin. it feels appropriate that he should be upset like, I want to be clear yeah. here. It feels that they, sh- they should be upset that there is no plan, that Ozpin's been like, hey, here's what we're doing. We're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and we're going to stop Salem. And that's just not true because they can't do it. Uh, but I don't like how Crow immediately goes from punching him from being upset to being like, you've ruined my life. And it's like, I think you're going a little far there, Crow. Like, you're, you're like jumping a little far off. Like, you're jumping a powers. little further. Yeah. Too much. And, and, and I think that's the point here. They they get I think they in this season at least, they've captured the right emotions that they should be feeling towards Ozpin. They just keep dialing it up to eleven instead of like a seven. Like that's just the problem here, Dylan. I think if they were just 
a little mad instead of like ready to ready to just leave Osmond behind in the snow to die. I think that'd be better. That 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 would feel more right in terms in the context with episode three. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, these are some of the most heated emotions we've seen in the in all in the entirety of the show, and it doesn't connect with the audience. I yeah. think um, I, I I don't feel the same level of anger that Team Ruby is feeling at this moment. I don't understand why Crow had to punch Osmond. Like, I guess I get it conceptually, and I like that it, Crow at least outlined his life a little bit here because we don't have a good uh, history of him. Um, so at least he like made us understand, but it still seems. Um, a little bit uh, unnecessary to me that he, that he punched Aspen. Um, it does and- from our perspective, but I'm wondering if from their perspective, like the characters as characters who have been written to have like such a reverence towards him previously and really love him and trust him and everything. Whereas for us, at least we didn't really have those emotions but, towards him, but, but they do. But that's so maybe job. it's more of a contrast for them. They should have written know. it that way then. That's their job. Yes. That's what they should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was. I think it was intended to be written that way, and it didn't necessarily come. Yeah, across. yeah that's like, what I'm we, thinking. The show never yeah. convinced us to have a reference yeah. towards Osmond. Exactly. We were always skeptical towards him. We were always mm-hmm. like, uh, whatever. And, uh, would this have worked better if we like started with something like this? Like we saw that because like I feel reverent towards Osmond now after episode yeah. three. Like it feels like they kind of did it in reverse. Like we finally get reverence towards Osmond, and everyone hates him. And I don't think it's correct the way we went that way. Yeah, it it does feel like we were like, why do they like Osmond? And everyone loved him, and now they all hate him. And we're like, you should like Osmond. Yeah, now, what's so, going on? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's kind of it's kind of stupid. It's not the biggest. I think I think it shows a little bit of. Uh, that it wasn't framed super well with the with the Ruby stuff. I think the Salem stuff at least showed good framing with the the like we talked about how it connects really well to last episode and how it's more impacted by the placement of the episode. The Ruby stuff I think is um like I like that it was being told through the through Jin and like in sort of this uh, flashback. Uh, one one commentator last week uh, compared it to Pensieve in in Harry Potter. Like there's we're seeing no, a flashback because of the characters in the present scene, and I think all that really works well. But just the emotions surrounding it, I think, have felt a little bit off. I know not everyone agrees. Some people definitely have have thought this though um but uh it's 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 i guess more of a minor thing because everything else is clicking you know like a lot of other things are going well so this is a little yeah bit this is more sure. i think this is maybe they went a little too aggressive with their anger but i think it's more so a representation of previous issues of yeah. not writing him as sympathetic and making him seem suspicious um when he wasn't like if yeah. we'd seen if the, if four and five had really played up the fact that Ozpin is good and it wasn't and we didn't have all the suspicious stuff happening like mm-hmm. like if we cut out Raven being like he's evil because he turned me into a bird yeah. maybe this would have landed <laughs> a little helped. better because the show just kept wanting us to be suspicious so we just had no time to feel like yeah Ozpin seems like he's good he's hiding something but he's good and yeah. so this just does not land very well. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it connects super well to the Raven stuff last season, but we need to get into that again. Um, So maybe maybe more of a fault of previous stuff. Um, We get this line from Crow, which um, is is something. He says, uh, (laughs) "Meeting you was the worst luck of my life." Oh my! Classic Crow, so dramatic. <laughs> I, I don't. I guess I could. I could turn this into a whole rant, but I won't. <laughs> like whatever. No. <laughs> the, the crow luck thing is stupid. Um, it's already the stupidest mechanic that that's his like semblance, right, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just, just shut up, crow. <laughs> but maybe it was the best luck of your life, crow. You don't know. It's, it's so it's so melodramatic and ties uh. into a stupid theme already. Okay. Anyway, um, Osmond locks himself deep inside of uh, Oscar's head. So I guess we're done with him for a little while. Yeah. yeah cool. Sure. Um, I think I think I actually think this is an appropriate reaction to everything that's happening. I think this is probably a good move uh, narratively. Um, 
sideline uh, Ozpin for a while. Um, we've gotten the reaction to him. Now let's deal with uh, the other characters and see how they can handle without him. And then we bring Ozpin back. Maybe it's a moment where they need him. Maybe he can get himself back in the trust of of the team. Something like that. That seems like probably. Or, or he comes back when like maybe Salem finds a way to contact them or something. Like he comes maybe out. He talks to Salem and we yeah. and they, yeah. like empathize with his heartfelt conversation with Salem or something. That'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. In um, the meantime, it's Rose Garden all the way. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Table that for one second. Maria uh, <laughs> is listening to all of this and uh, she tells them to move because it's getting dark out and uh, there's a tra- there's a trail over there. Tra- trails usually lead somewhere. Words of wisdom. She's the yeah. best. <laughs> but the most important thing is that Maria did see the flashback. Yes. Yeah. They, good, good job showing this rando old lady <laughs> the history of the world. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She, I thought she was uh, pretty. She was pretty cool in the scene. I think that was a good line about the trail, and it comes back later with the uh, Yang. And um, it, it's just stupid that she's there randomly, but yeah. uh, she's she's at least. But Silver Eyes, there's going to be something. Yeah, should, well, we're going to deal with Silver Eyes with her. Yeah. Did she have shown up after the Jin story? Like maybe she should have just like she, sh- she should have. Yeah, she like, so. should have been in the train train wreck, but she sh- they should she should have yelled out from the train like, "Hey, someone help me!" Like after the flashback, I think. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a reason that she needs to hear that. That's going to come into play with the Silver Eyes training. She does say coming to terms that this is humanity second time around. Like I said before, I like that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and if she was it, with them and didn't know what they were all like learning, maybe that would be, be weird. And they yeah, probably, they right. have to write that. Yeah, that's probably they probably did this just for simplicity. But the the consequence is that it just seems stupid and random that she's there. It, it feels a little contrived if it's important. It for feels them. contrived. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but I, I get that this is the easiest way. Yeah, which I think I think it's again and again this this is a minor thing given uh, like it's even more minor than the previous husband thing we talked about like given that it's in service of other good things I think it, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, this is uh, just a nitpick, which is fine. Nitpicks are fine. Yeah, I mean I think it's a slightly more than a nitpick, but uh, this is, the Ruby's just such an intricate like show yeah. in terms of the writing that uh, like things that things like this are going to happen. I don't think it needs to be so intricately written. That's a different issue, but yeah. this is you know this is this is this is what happens. Yeah. Um, so here here we go, Haley. Um, we need to take on this. So <laughs> oh, Ruby man. gives uh, the cane back to Oscar and then puts his oh, hand man. puts her hand on his hand. You're your own person, and then Crow says, "Don't lie to him, Ruby. You're better than that." Um, oh my god, Crow's so yes, stupid Crow. this episode. No, but but no, that's the best line of the episode. It's so good. Don't lie to him, Ruby. You're better than that. Um, oh, is, is it good? Do you actually like it, Andy? It's so stupid. Of course, I love. It. <laughs> okay, it's good because it's stupid. Okay. Yeah, and it's like it's like kind of like a savage roast if Osmond could hear it, but he can't hear it. So it's just like he's saying it for himself and nobody else. It's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this this is a big Rose Garden moment with uh, Ruby and Oscar. I, I, I saw on CO that Ruby touched Oscar's hand and smiled at him. She's never done that for John. Rose Garden confirms, says, says a commenter. <laughs> yeah, I think she's done that for White, Ruby too, G. Uh, yeah, well, if we're just comparing uh, John to to Oscar, yeah. I think uh, this is a, a show of affection for him. No, Haley, Weiss and we, Ruby are the end game, but yeah, okay, but that's obviously, but uh, yeah. to, well, not obviously, but in our, our hearts, yeah. But Haley, <laughs> Haley, Rose Garden famously has captured your heart in the previous seasons of the show, <laughs> and you were turned off last week by potential love. potential incestual revelations about, about <laughs> what this might be. <laughs> but but what did you think of it coming back here? Uh, I'm back on the train. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> didn't, the incest didn't keep us down long. Because um, no. <laughs> it's not confirmed. <laughs> not confirmed. It's just, it's just a theory. It's just a theory. 
Just a theory. Yeah, we have a lot of theories. I don't know. No, it was so sweet. They were so sweet. And also, yeah, I'm so on board with the whole, like, she's never held John's hand, so that's good. Um, Confirmed with Rose Garden. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was super sweet. And I think it was also sweet, too, because it was like, gosh, he's facing the reality that his personality is going to be consumed by this omnipresent force in the universe. And Ruby's there for him. She's looking after him. Yeah. Telling me you're going to be a good, good person. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice, definitely nice sentiment from Ruby. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, okay, I'm, so. I'm back on the Rose Garden uh, wow. bandwagon. Yeah. So quick, so quick to jump <laughs> off, so quick to come back. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, uh, very uh, fast moving ship. Yeah. So, look, such is the fleeting shipping life of Ruby fans. Yeah. You know, just uh, <laughs> this is what we have to deal with here. <laughs> Um, the, the, the short version of the incest thing. Last last podcast, we talked about how the silver Ozpin's, uh previous version of Ozpin's children had silver eyes. So maybe all descendants of Ozpin, uh, very his various forms have silver eyes. Maybe so. Maybe Ruby is a descendant of a previous Ozpin. So that would mean um, the uh, the Ozpin side of Oscar might be <laughs> an issue with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's oh, it was already an issue though. So if we're just getting yeah. rid of Ozpin, then it, it, it's not. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So we're not getting rid of Ozpin, So it's not fine. <laughs> no, it's not fine. But Mostly with the show. Maybe we are. Yeah. It was an interesting small moment. I mean, I, we'll see how they use Oscar here. I do think sweet. Oscar's, I think Oscar's character is also a lot more interesting given the revelations oh, yeah. about Ozpin last episode. So I do, I think that helps him a lot, which character that might have been struggling a little bit. Um, well, but, he knows now that he, he's seen that this thing that has like overtaken his mind is this thing that is going to just keep going and going and going. And, if the last Ozpin ended up like he is now, then what's going to happen to Oscar? He's going to also not be himself. And yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some sense of right. um, he's going to be consumed. There's this inevitability now. Maybe he thought that yeah. this, they could get rid of this, but this has been going on for millions of years and no one's gotten rid of it. So like he, he's should be probably going to be pretty depressed now. Like, he yeah. Is in this, and Ruby's in this there for him. Wow. So. Um, wow. Uh, is, are they going to kiss the season? Haley? <laughs> Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I thought you were on board. Yes, but like, well, not not until we okay. ex- exercise okay. uh, Aspen from. Here's the here's the rating. If we can have a white rose kiss, that's number one. That like, okay. yeah, that's not happening. If that's okay. not possible, and the yeah. alternative is Jean. Rose Garden for sure. <laughs> well, I agree with that, but why does that have to be the alternative? Like, that's, that's yeah. not a, I don't accept <laughs> Wait, these terms. I, I, can we just have nobody first? Can, can we have? Yeah, Ruby I mean, being with let's nobody. just continue with Ruby. Be- I'd rather prefer Ruby with nobody. Yeah. But this was a sweet scene. And Ruby's, I like Ruby being nice to people um, because yeah. she's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, that. And then so Crow we'll, just coming in with the one liners. Yeah, Crow just oh said, don't lie to him. Right. Meeting you was the worst luck of my life. <laughs> don't lie to him, Ruby. You're better than <laughs> that. Shut up, Crow. Um, He's like a stereotype of himself somehow. Yeah, he, and I think he has been for a while. He's still an okay character in spite of that. But yeah. uh, did he call his existence cursed at one point too? He's 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 over the top. He's so um, moody. I think I think if yeah, it's it's not good given his prominent role. And if he's gonna have a little bit of a reduced role, it'd be fine if he was this over the top. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So we'll be tracking Rose Garden all season long, seeing oh, uh, yeah. where we swing on uh, Haley's feelings about it. And yep. uh, last thing in the end of the episode, uh, the team Ruby arrives at a uh, abandoned farm to stay the night. Brunswick oh, Farms. God. Ooh. Oh, God. The, and then the uh, episode. Uh, do you get? Do you guys agree with me? That the episode abruptly ends for no reason at that point. I very into the farm. I think this episode actually ends less abruptly than last one. Um, yeah, at the end of, yeah, I mean, that, that's true, the end of it. We talked about that last week, the end of uh, last week's episode. But what, what, do, what do you think about the ending, Andy? Do you have any theories, too? 
about this farms. Oh, I'm just so upset that we're at another house because that means we're staying here for at least an episode, and I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want. I want people to be Hopefully moving. Hopefully, not cause... a volume five where we stay at the same house as they commented on for a while. Like yeah. if they if they commented on it and they lampshade it and then do it again, I don't know how I'll be able to handle it because I think we've talked about this on multiple podcasts, not just for Ruby. That if you lampshade your own thing, you can't then do the same bad thing again. I, I'm I'm worried, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried. Definitely. Okay, worried. Uh, Haley, what do you think of this ending? Uh, it was an ending. <laughs> like, I feel like it wasn't that exciting. I assume there's got to be maybe some significance to the name of the farm. Yeah, but, we, we do. We do hold on that shot for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, right. The only thing I thought it was like New Brunswick. So <laughs> <laughs> I live there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's well, no it's a different New Brunswick than I think you're thinking of. Yeah, probably. Um, but yep. yeah, Ruby, Ruby's in New Jersey confirmed. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. No, I, 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 have, I have a minor theory about the ending. Um, the only thing this remind, I don't have a backup to this. Just when I was watching, when I saw a farm, for some reason, it reminded me of the house uh, in the flashback of the maidens. Um, oh, just like some yeah. sort of rural location. Like maybe this is where the maiden story originally took place. Like it doesn't seem like it was the mansion from last episode where, uh, mm-hmm. where Salem and Nosbin were, but you know, some sort of significant location to a past thing we've seen. I think that would be cool. Is every third episode just going to be a flashback episode this season? I mean, it succeeded last it, time. It would be fine if we saw more. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that would be a way to, that would be a way to continue the backstory that we got. If, if they were at a significant place to Osbin, then he comes out again. I don't think we would have sidelined him specifically here if he were to come back next episode. I think he's gone for a few episodes. Episodes, but um, that that could be a way to, to trigger some more flashbacks, um, mm-hmm. some more meaning into his, him and Salem's uh, past relationship. Um, I just think it's related to Maria in some way. Like Maria, could be related to Maria or yeah, surprise. Silver Eyes, yeah. Uh, it, it just seemed kind of stupid. Um, yep. to, and also reminiscent of the end of Volume 4, an abandoned location, <laughs> or the climax of. So, T- Tyrion's uh, coming back or the Knuckle of E's coming back? One or the other. Um, oh, please, no. Take <laughs> Tyrion, I guess? <laughs> No more extendo arms. Um, but Cinder has an extendo arm. Don't you want to see it more? If she's fighting Neo, yes, let's do that. Yeah, then. that's good. Um, that might be next episode too. And uh, the other thing to track here as we look to next week is we have not seen uh, Team Erninger for uh, three weeks now. So, um, <laughs> we'll, when will we see John again? Uh, we'll I, see. I think it's maybe time. not for the whole season. You know? uh, I think it actually is possible that we like, just write they're them putting out. it off. That that would mean though that we are uh, trying to get to but, the place that they got to in episode one the entire season. Like the other half got to there, and then we're I'm going okay to be that. turning. Yeah. No, I'm not but, okay with that. That's no <laughs> movement. No if it means we don't have John, I'm okay with that. But I, I don't think that's true, Dylan, because we also saw Adam just in the first episode, and he hasn't been in these next three. I think we're we're gonna. I think we're gonna wrap back around to some of these plots in a little bit. You would think Adam would come back, but at the same time, I don't. We haven't really seen an avenue for him to be doing anything yet. Yeah, it's possible no that was. It's possible the Adam thing I, was equivalent to the Ilya scene, and that that's just the, the conclusion only, to him being significant at the end of last season. Dylan, the only thing that makes sense is that he has silver eyes. Like he, we <laughs> stop, stop. I don't want to hear that. But I, Dylan, it makes sense. No, I, I don't know. I please that just really triggered me, Andy. I that upset me a lot. Like <laughs> I really hope they don't do that. You know it's possible. I just oh, oh it's I just so possible. I would I, that oh, might that oh. might be a drop show territory. Thing. Yeah, like, that's just uh God. And then he has to like learn with Ruby side. Oh God. Should we take um, like four seasons to figure out what Ruby's silver eyes are? And Adam's like, hey guys, here I am. I, I think it's more. Just going to be there's going to be a framing device for silver eyes and the b plot will be about adam and something he's doing will link back to what i'm I, look uh, here on, on my tracker of things coming back next week i think cinder is number one yeah and then, um salem 
I don't think we'll see her, but she would be number two. And then John and then Adams. Like, I'm not necessarily expecting Adam here, although. I'm, I'm staking my flag. I think we're getting something about Silver Eyes next week. And well, it yeah, but I think it's with Maria. No, and I think, I'm and I think Adam will be back. I think Adam will be back. Oh, Adam. I, I'm telling wow. you, I'm, I'm, I'm on this train that Adam has Silver Eyes. I don't Ugh. like it, but I think it's true. Just Ugh. stop lobbying for Adam to come back. They'll hear no, you. And, I hate uh, it. I hate <laughs> it so much. But I You'll think... affect the universe, Andy, and make him appear Dylan, next week. Clearly that's not true, because Tyrion didn't get an awesome tale. Okay, that's true. We don't, true. They, don't listen, they don't listen to you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, you should uh, please lobby for this more because what you say never happens. So exactly. there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, there you go. We'll we'll see what's happening next week on Ruby. Some potentially uh, interesting things with Silver Eyes. Hopefully not Adam. Um, who, who knows? Uh, Ospin, well, what's with this farm? Um, Haley, will we get more Rose Garden? Haley, what are your what are your final <laughs> thoughts here? Uh, probably more Rose Garden, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I'm so happy with the season so far. It's great. Um, yeah. Just nice. a so, solid so happy episode. with this season. Yeah, yeah so, still happy so. with it. Yeah. Never thought we'd hear the day. Um, right? Okay, we're like four episode episodes in, and it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you were very positive here. Yeah, so yeah. Four, four, Haley's enjoying all, all four here this season. Yeah. Andy, what are your final thoughts, and are they tail-related? Uh, they're definitely <laughs> tail-related, Dylan. How could they not be? Uh, if Tyrion shows up, and he has an awesome, like his tail turns out to be like awesome and cool and stuff, I will be proactively more upset than I am right now because it just makes less sense for why they wouldn't show it in this episode. Uh, and if that happens, I will, I will just be fair. I, I will just be really mad. I'll be really mad, Dylan, if, if his tail is cool now. Because I'm just like, just keep it that way now. Just don't, don't talk about it anymore. I, I don't want to be reminded. I don't want to be reminded ever again of his tail. Just don't do it to me. All right. Uh, it's cool tail stuff confirmed for next week on Ruby, um, happening. For sure. <laughs> I hope so, because I want to see Andy Mad Clear, again. Clearly, I said um, to be Sundere to this tail, Dylan. I, that's just how it is. I have to act like I don't want it. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're being it. very Sundere about this tail, because you were like, uh, I want it, I want it. And now you're like, I don't want it. So, um, you know, this this tail, I think um, it's it's psychologically affecting you, Andy. It is. It really is. <laughs> I think is. That's, that's clear, honestly. But, um, yeah. Okay, so there's some good stuff from So That's How It Is. We still didn't discover why it's called this. Um, None of the dates make sense. None of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, overall, I enjoyed this episode, despite some some frustrating things. Looking forward to more to come from Ruby in this uh, volume six. Let us know what you thought, as always, about this episode in the comments on youtube.com slash overlyanimated or uh, on our website, overlyanimated.com. And you can click on the article and leave comments there. Uh, no ombudsman corner again, because I continue to be flawless in everything since episode one. No corrections. <laughs> I, um, I can't believe that. I really I haven't had gotten one thing wrong since then. Apparently, well. you guys. Um, well, most last week there's all new information. So how could I be wrong about anything? It's yeah. all speculation. But it's maybe I got degrees. something wrong this week. Um, let us let, let us know if so. And uh, please continue to leave positive uh, star reviews and uh, like, like star ratings and actual reviews on our Ruby iTunes feed. If you search for Ruby Overly Animated, um, we are trying to boost that average star rating that the haters gave us. So uh, the positive <laughs> review this week is from Sailor Luna, who says uh, five stars. I love uh, the ideas and how they analyze the show. They are super funny and quick to make the podcast after an episode. I love how they have males and females giving their opinions. Look forward to their podcast every time, and I am never disappointed. Thank you, Woo-hoo. Sailor Luna, for your for your review. Um, I think everyone can agree. At the very least, we get these up quickly. Like that's, yeah. just, that's give us 
five star review because we get them up quickly. Okay, um, that's the one thing we got. <laughs> We're very efficient. It's yeah. Good. So uh, if, if yeah, if if you give us a uh, five star review, I might read it on the podcast next week. So thank you to everyone who's doing that. And um, you can also uh, other other places to uh, talk with us on our Discord, overlyanimated.com. So Discord with Ruby channel there. Um, some fun discussion there. And the number one way to support us is via our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Jamie, aka Mailman, and thanks as well as our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Q. Um, other podcast up recently, the we had a Shira Princesses of Power season one uh, review uh, up uh, that that show dropped on Netflix this previous week. So I think Ruby fans could be into that. That's another female centric action show, actually, much like Ruby. Um, but uh, yeah, check that check that podcast out at OverlandMade.com. We also had Ducktales coverage. And other than that, a little bit quiet right now, but we'll be back for more Ruby next week for sure. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys thought, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.